Hi guys, on this episode of the 2X e-commerce podcast show, I'm going to be sharing 12 ways you can increase average order value now. Stay tuned. This show is brought to you by 2X e-commerce. Yes, you guessed it. It's my e-commerce marketing and strategic growth consultancy where I offer one-on-one coaching and advisory services geared to scaling and driving sales growth for ambitious mid-tier and funded online retailers. And here's how working with 2X e-commerce looks like. We fundamentally work in five core areas in online retail businesses. The first is acquiring new customers for your online retail businesses. Second is building a word of mouth referral marketing system. Third is improving customer retention across the board in e-commerce. The fourth is evaluating your overarching business model and then optimizing your product market fit. And the fifth way we work is vendor and platform selection. To have a taster, why not book a one-on-one consulting session on 2xecommerce.com forward slash book hyphen me. Okay, let's start. So if you've been to my website or my homepage, even on my Facebook page, I clearly state there are only three ways to grow an online retail business. Well, through sales and marketing. One is to drive more targeted traffic, footfall, customer acquisition, get them in the door. Number two is to get your customers to come again and again and again. So more repeat customers, customer retention. Number three is increasing average order value, getting them to spend more. On this episode of 2X e-commerce podcast, I'm going to be talking about increasing average order value, right? Average order value is tricky. So for customer acquisition, what are the sort of options you have? You have SEO, you have word of mouth, you have social media through word of mouth again, you have content marketing, you have PR. It's really word of mouth, trying to get those people, your potential customers in the doors on your website. Check out, check out your products, meet their expectations and convert them. For customer retention, what's the key channel there? Email marketing, but you need to get their details. You need to effectively market to them. Besides email and customer retention, there's it needs to be personalized. You need to be automated to effectively do it at scale. And what else is in retention? Retention also requires a bit of social media, okay? Just to be in their faces, but not in a spammy way. Now, with regards to average order value, the two major, three major concepts that come to play. One is psychology, right? Number two is user experience, right? And number three is conversion rate optimization. You need to work on those three principles at an optimal level in order to ensure that your average order value is fully optimized. Okay. So I'm going to go through these 12 ways of increasing average order value. And I'm going to be tapping into these three psychology, conversion rate optimization, and user experience in general. 
Okay, so number one is set a free shipping threshold, right? Make shipping free if possible. You know, set a threshold for free shipping. The lower it is, so if you can't afford free shipping, try and bring that threshold as low as you can afford it to be. So some people would say, you know, free shipping for orders over 30, you know, dollars or 30 pounds or what have you. Just reduce the friction, right? Get them to, because one of the objections, there was a, there was research conducted by, I believe it was UPS or yeah, it was UPS. And they were, they asked um, respondents as to their top reasons for abandoning their shopping cart. And what were the top five reasons? The number one reason, 58% of people said they abandoned their carts because shipping cost made the total purchase more than they expected. Okay. Now, what does that say? The second reason was I was not ready to purchase, but wanted to, to get an idea of total cost with shipping for comparison against sites. I know this is a bit skewed because it's from UPS, which is a logistics company. Shipping is really important, especially with new sites. You know, when people are just getting to interact with your site initially, because you might not get that return customer, but you might be able to squeeze as much of the purchase from the first customer, from the first time they purchase, right? And then the third reason they gave, respondents gave was, um, I was not ready to, to purchase. We just, you know, wanted to save the car for later, right? So it's really key you reduce that friction on shipping in general. You want it to be a frictionless experience from a shipping standpoint, get rid let people just come in and, you know, feel free to, to ship, especially if your average order value, you know, you, you know what your average order value is. Try and split that in half and then, you know, set the threshold. If you can make shipping totally free. So people, there's that transparency, you know, going on. Okay. So number two is, you know, you could add a sense of urgency to your free shipping threshold offer, right? So you could, and this is where psychology is playing in, and you could say, well, free shipping is only going to be for the weekend, <laughs> right? You just set that up and then you make it, you highlight it top of the fold and you, you make sure it's nice and clear and people know that they're going to get free shipping just this weekend. And that could be a test to see if free shipping actually works. Because if your sales spike up in comparison to the previous period, you know that you could hack your way to more sales by just going for, you know, for free shipping. And this doesn't really hurt you because, you know, it's an experiment for a few days. You're not doing this long term. You're experimenting over a period. You're saying, okay, we're running a special free shipping offer, you know, and bang, it's only going to last for this number of days. And you stick to it, you stick to your guns and you experiment and you test. Okay. Now, number three, my, my third point has to do with homepage offers and deals on thresholds. A lot of you will have most of your traffic hit your homepage, right? And your homepage is an avenue to put in your best offers, right? 
So what you want to do is put in your best offers, you know, on your homepage that have a minimum purchase threshold, right? So I could say, save an extra 20% off products over $100 or 100 pounds on, you know, I could just put that banner on my website. So I know that I've set that threshold of a hundred pounds and you could actually, you know, do that, spin that into an exit intent saying, you know, this is our offer. If you spend a hundred pounds or a hundred dollars today, you're going to get 20% off, right? So you're going in for that $80 or 80 pounds, you know, average order threshold. Say perhaps your average order typically is 60, right? You want to hack it to 80 and you, you have to understand your margins here, right? So you want to do that and that would hack up average order value. Another thing about average order value is you might have some, you know, quarterly targets and you might be under pressure, you know, from investors to hit certain numbers. And you may need to use these tactics to hit those numbers not necessarily from a margin standpoint, but just to hit those numbers. So, um, yeah, it's, it's worth noting. So on your homepage, you could offer, you know, those things, you could offer that threshold. Another point that's really, 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 another way of driving kind of average order value is adding like a browser history, right? People tend to forget, you know, what they browsed. And if you could let what their browsing history actually follow them, they might just throw stuff into their baskets because, you know, all of a sudden it's, it's right in their face. It's, this is a luxury, you know, offline shopping experience, you know, could not offer, but you could just put it in their faces and, you know, it's kind of like a one step before a basket and a basket ad. And, you know, if they're like five, six, seven, eight, nine items in their browsing history, <laughs> I got a secondary shopping cart. Who knows? Who actually knows? They might eventually, you know, throw one or two items from their browsing history to their into their baskets, or they might just run comparisons. Really, browsing history is really good. It's like a basic step in personalization. But if you you know really want to go deep into personalization, you know you can afford it. I would say yes, definitely. You know, try and infuse some personalization into experience where, by you know, based on certain things they've browsed in the past, certain items they've browsed or seen in the past, what they see in their category pages is quite unique to what, you know, to the history. And you could add an extra layer of featuring, you know, very high ticket items, you know, that are still relevant to them. The platforms that offer this level of personalization, like Monetate, Nostril, Barillance, and Sail Through, they would give, they'll actually optimize the what actually people are viewing in you know on category pages they're not cheap but if you're an ambitious mid-tier retailer it's worth exploring or testing e-commerce personalization platforms that directly affect the content on category pages okay right the fifth point i have is definitely you definitely 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 want to recommend products so if you know products are best selling you want to you know put a caption there saying these are the best selling products on your category pages. You want to put trending products, things like that. So you want to get the wisdom of the crowd, right? The wisdom of the crowd to guide. You want to use the wisdom of the crowd to nudge your shoppers to, to purchasing and joining. So that's another psychology play where people are seeing what other people are doing and then they want to join the crowd. Okay. So you want to do that. 
Okay, number six is product bundling. Depending on what sector you're in, product bundling is fantastic. I remember when I was buying my camera, my DSLR camera, when I thought I was going to be a professional a pro photographer or semi-pro. I'm not, you know, I just do portraits of my family and the odd landscape. But when I was buying my Nikon, I, I was on a website and I found it cheaper, not just to buy the body, but to buy the body, the lens, accessories. And that just bumped up the average order value. And obviously they made a killing. They probably made more of a killing on the accessories than they did on the body because margins are quite thin and they have to be competitive. So if there's any opportunity to bundle products, definitely, 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 you know, consider that. There was actually a Harvard Business Review article that talked about package and bundle bundle deals, you know, giving sellers an advantage from a profitability standpoint. So it is worth, worth checking out. Examples of bundling again is, you know, groceries. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you, you walk into your grocery store and they're like, you know, buy cake and bread mix or, you know, buy this package of maybe fish and chips and, you know, a pack, which Richard turn out cheaper, but, you know, they're hiking up the average order value. Another you know, another way of looking at it is, you know, Bogoff's, you know, the buy one, get one free thing. So, you know, think about very clever novel ways of, you know, bonding. Um, number seven is dangle a freebie. If you can afford it, say, if you buy this item, you're going to get this for free. It's, you know, going back to the buy one, get one free, or, you know, you give a conditional accessory if they were to buy a particular product or to hit a certain threshold or if they were to yeah hit a certain price threshold they could get you know something free you know just nudge them and you know don't make it really cheap or daft or you know unappealing you know try and make it really appealing so like star wars is coming out in december you could get like you know just hypothetically speaking the star wars accessory or memorabilia to it. it might not be that much of an expense to your business but it's thoughtful you know so say you're selling halloween you know um, goods and you're a halloween store you could just throw them a freebie you know there but make sure you tell them that this is what you're going to get if you do this right having your average order value you know in mind Number eight is loyalty and reward programs. They work, they work. And I'm not just talking about just being a member and because you're a member and you get points for every purchase, what you could do is you could hinge the, the rewards on spend, right? So you give them points for every dollar or every pound they spend, they get points and when they hit certain thresholds like if they hit spend say over a hundred dollars or hundred pounds they get more points so let me give you one um it's from sweet tooth if you remember the sweet tooth interview i think it was episode 36 alex mark urchin and so they had a sweet tooth contest and or not contest this rewards program for a brand and what they did was like you open your account for 10 points you review a product for 10 points. You sign up for a newsletter for 10 points. Every time you spend a pound, you get a point, one point. But if you spend over 100 pounds, 
you get 40 extra points, so 140 points. If you spend over 150 pounds, you get an extra 80 points. And, you know, these psychologically for a certain percentage of the populace or shoppers will just get them, <laughs> get their brains winding, you know, it will just wind them up to want to spend more. So you could do that. So definitely want to explore loyalty programs and where loyalty programs actually work is where there's re repetition, where there's repeat business, where you know that there's some frequency, purchase frequency going on. Okay, I'm going to move on to page two, not page two, point number nine, which is price anchoring. Um, Apple do a fantastic job at that. You see it in supermarkets where you pair two products up. If so, if I was to have a product that was $200 here and on to my left in the middle was $300 and to my right was $400. So, so it's a 200, 300, $400, right? That $400 seems quite expensive, right? What if I had 400, 600 and 900 together? All of a sudden the 400 seems cheap. They're clever ways to anchor prices, but just think about how you're going to pair up prices of items side by side, bearing in mind how much you want your customers to spend. Sometimes it might be detrimental to show really cheap products. Okay. Sometimes I'm just going to repeat again. Sometimes it might be detrimental to show cheap products side by side. So think about it. Think about that target average order value experiment with anchoring. Okay. And also you could do a Google search on, on anchoring. A lot of psychological, psychological, um, Experiments have been carried out in, in um, retail environments. Like you could just YouTube it and um, also Google it and, you know, find out some more. It brings me to number 10, cross-selling and up-selling. This is like the default sort of um, tactic for, you know, bridge building average order value. Um, what's a cross-sell? A cross-sell is complementary. What's an up-sell? An up-sell is taking you higher, you know, so I have a shirt and I want to sell you a suit. That's an upsell. A cross sell is I have a shirt and I want to sell cufflinks that are not as expensive as the shirt. Or I sell you a laptop and I want to sell you a keyboard. You know, I sell you a MacBook Pro and I want to sell you a Mighty Mouse, something like that. So, or an Apple Mouse. They used to make them the Mighty Mouse in the past, but a mouse. So, you know, trying to pair up and helping help your customers buy more by pairing stuff up on your site. That is the, the principle. And you could pair things upwardly where there's a higher price ticket or to the side where it's complimentary as an accessory. Okay, right. Then my final, final, final point is cross-sell, not just product paid. Well, my final point is this, offer finance. So if you typically sell things going so you could have a range so there's stores that would have stuff that for 50 dollars or 50 pounds and it would range up until five thousand or even ten thousand dollars so what you want to do for that wide prize spread you know in your in your catalog in your product catalog is offer finance right and how you offer finance is you set a threshold you set a threshold of say 300 
and spend. And then, you know, people want Aspire to hit that 300 because they want to get the finance. That's people who are looking for finance and that can nudge up your, your average order value. Okay, through finance. Okay, the only other tips I would give, my bonus I'd give because I've hit 11 and we're coming to the end of the show is think about your checkout. Don't stop at category pages or product pages. Think about your checkout. Your checkout is your last opportunity to cross an upsell. So don't forget to cross an upsell on that checkout. Also, when you send emails, your thank you confirmation emails, remember to cross an upsell there. They might come back again to buy what they forgot. Okay, but you need to have a really good recommendations engine behind you to allow that to happen. Yeah, so it's it's me, That that's about it. If you have any ideas or have any questions, you know what to do. Hop onto Twitter, just use the hashtag 2xecommerce and I'll be there to help. I'll be there to help. I'll be more than willing to, to help and answer your questions on here. I'd actually, you know, come on the show and answer your questions on here. I hope this, these tips to increase your average order value have been useful to you. And I would see you in the next show. It's Kune. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X eCommerce. To help you get more actionable insights and e-commerce growth hacks that will help you 2X your online retail business, hop over to 2xecommerce.com. It's a blog dedicated to e-commerce and multi-channel marketing run by the show's host, Kunle Campbell. 2xecommerce.com is packed full of articles and guides to help increase traffic to your store, increase repeat purchases, and average order value. Thanks for listening. Visit 2xecommerce.com.